0: And we are live once again over here. It's Thursday and uh, 11.30 a.m. on the Atlantic Daylight Time, the East Coast of Canada, New Brunswick, to be specific. Stefan is my name, addedsouls.com, the website, the early bird podcast sessions. Today, does Christianity produce sexual misery? Well, does it? Have you been a Christian for a while? Have you... um, Is this your experience in life as a Christian? That uh, your faith produces uh, sexual misery? Well, that is, of course, the accusation that is thrown our way by individuals of the world or unbelievers. And uh, we want to read an article from our friends over at ApologeticsPress.org. And uh, we'll see what it has to say. So that's going on. Uh, That's what's going on today on our uh, topical-themed Thursday Check the show notes, of course, for the Monday through Friday themes for each day. Uh, And uh, please consider subscribing. We got ourselves over 1,000 subscribers, and we'd love to have you on board. And uh, be sure to interact. Give a comment. Share the link far and wide. Uh, Give us a rumble, thumbs up, whatever works. And uh, that might allow other individuals who um, find value and benefit from this kind of content, right? There's enough... uh, content out there that is against Christianity, uh, might as well uh, participate in what is for Christianity. And uh, it this uh, this dying world is in desperate need of uh, good Christian content, I, I'll tell you that much. So that's what we're going to be talking about. And uh, that's why the title is set as is, Christians are sexually miserable. Well, is that the case? Is that true? Um, No. It isn't. From one who has lived on both sides of the fence, Uh, from my past life as an individual who lavished in the heathen and pagan ways of sexual immorality uh, to now a happily married uh, Christian uh, man, husband, father, three beautiful children, um, looking at both models as one who has walked on uh, in, in both models, you know, I have the experience of decades in the world, and doing things the way they do things uh, sexually, and also in Christ as a Christian, walking according to the faith we have in our Lord and Master and the difference therein. So we're going to read the article from our friends over at AP, and uh, I'll share some of my thoughts, and together we'll kind of just uh, go through that and see what's going on. See if there's any truth to the claim that Christianity is a uh, sexually miserable faith. You know, we'll see what's going on with that. All right, let me open this here. We go, all right. Does Christianity produce sexual misery? From our brother Eric Lyons uh, over at apologeticspress.org. Very good uh, content producers over there. Articles and videos and all that kind of stuff. By all means, check them out. I'll plug them in, and no, I don't receive any C-note from them. They probably don't even know I exist, but that's all right. There's no fuss or cuss. To the point, it's a good website to check out for solid uh, and sound Christian material. As is AddedSouls.com. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you can find us, of course, everywheres and anywheres if you Google Added Souls. We have uh, our strength uh, on Facebook is pretty much our primary uh, reach on Facebook. We reach millions every year. We have uh, the Added Souls page on Facebook, which has over, what is it now, 82,000 followers, I think, and over uh, 40-some thousand likes. And So that's uh, that's where our strength is found uh, as far as reach. I have my own personal profile there as well. I produce content on my personal profile as a digital creator. And so you can check us out over at Facebook. Um, We are also obviously here on Rumble. And uh, I'd encourage you, if you find value in this kind of stuff, to go over to to, to, uh, addedsouls.locals.com, which is the Locals community, which is connected to Rumble here. And you can sign up for free. But you can choose to support this kind of stuff, so that we can move forward with it to grow the studio, to grow the reach and the content and the material through the Maya family. At this time, uh, as we work the mission field with the East Coast Church of Christ, and you can check out the East Coast Church of Christ at the East Coast Church of That cool. We also have a Facebook page. You can find us pretty much anywhere. As we have audio, podcast locations with Podbean, with iTunes. Uh, with Spotify, with Google, you name it. So we're, we make ourselves available, transparent, and public so that individuals who seek the, the truth uh, of this life, the purpose therein, and everything involved with it, uh, can do so in an expedient way. Does Christianity produce sexual misery? By our brother Eric Lines, the article says, and I will begin to quote now, even though most Christians... In 21st century America, recognize that we live in a sex-crazed society. And of course, our brother is writing this article from the American perspective because he is within the American culture. He is an American. Uh, I myself, and perhaps some of you out there as Canadians, can certainly relate to the same ailment or the same question, the same Topic, if you will. So the article could easily say, even though most Christians in twenty first century, in the twenty first century, recognize that we will uh, that we live in a sex crazed society. And um, I mean, who's arguing that it's true? Everywhere as you look at, it, it's all sex, 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 sex. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter which age. It could be at the it could be at the cashier at Walmart, you're gonna find magazines with sex, 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 sex. It's all over the place, right? So it seems we rarely consider how divine regulations concerning sexual relations are a chief reason why unbelievers reject Christianity. Yeah. Why aren't you a Christian? Why don't you wanna follow Jesus? Because I won't be able to have sex all the time with anyone, with everyone. That's why <laughs> some of the most um, prolific heathen and pagan practices is always in cooperation with sexual immorality. I mean, they had temples. They had temples. They would sacrifice to the gods and have sexual relations that involve blood and all sorts of great immorality, depravity. Yeah, that's the world... That's the fallen world. Uh, We did the same thing. No, no, no. We didn't go to no temple and drink blood and have sex or anything, but we had promiscuous sex all the time, everywhere with, uh, well, anyone and everyone we wanted to. I never went to the persuasion of the same gender. Um, I find women beautiful, and that's why I kind of chose that gender. I was never really entertained by the other side of things with homosexual relations. But that's not the point. Many are. And in the world, yeah, have at it, you know. That's why we don't want to follow the Christian God. If we follow the Christian God, he'll tell us we can't have sex when we want to have sex. And that ain't cool. So Christianity is uh, definitely the product of sexual misery. So to the to the to the to the article again it says it has long been understood that some unbelievers refuse to accept the bible as a god inspired text because it would require them to live according to a set moral standard. Yeah. We don't want to be Christians because we can't have sex. We don't believe the bible. Why? Because we want to have sex. <laughs> it's really that simple i know i used to live there for decades i know the reasoning in the mind i know i'm putting it in a very you know simplistic way but it at the end of the day if you narrow it down to the to the source purpose it's it's sin why aren't you a christian because i like sin <laughs> why don't you believe the bible is truly an inspired book that it holds 66 inspired books from god why don't you believe that sin, sex, I want to have sex and that book's going to tell me I can't and so the book's wrong and I'm right. (laughs) I'd much even, though as as sad as it may be, I I much rather uh, respect an individual who says, I know the Bible's right and I know God is true and I know the Christian religion is the true religion, but I'm not going to do that because, well, I'll just be honest with you, I like having sex. I like having sex with all kinds of people. And so I'm not going to follow Christ. So I'm not going to find the need to demonize or slander Christianity. It is indeed a primary religion. It is the priority in religion. It is the only religion that brings you to an eternal life. It, that, that there's no doubt why would I bash that? I'm telling you. I just I'm not going to follow it because I made a choice to follow my sexual desires. And, you know, many, many have done that. Many have said that. Some Christians have left the faith, have uh, chosen to walk away from their Lord and Master to uh, this end. Yeah, you know, it's just it's a choice. It's sad. It's devastating. It's sorrowful. But I'd much rather respect you that way than you trying to make it as if you're the victim here and Christianity's the bad guy and it's not a true religion and the bible's wrong and it's no 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 now you're just trying to justify what you do just be a you know stand up to it and just say it as it is but anyways okay back to the back to the the article here it says it has long been understood that some unbelievers refuse to accept the bible as a god inspired text because it would require them to live according to a set moral standard right can't have that now author and I'm not gonna pronounce his name properly I'm a French guy speaking English words and uh I'm not gonna know how to pronounce this guy's name so I'm just gonna pronounce it the way I want to but anyways this author named Kaz Chaz Buffy buff Buf, let me let me let me spell it out the first his first name c h a z Kaz? Is that Kaz or Chaz? And his second name, his family name, I assume, is B U F E. Is that Beaufy? Is that Beauf? Is that Buff? I would think Buff is B U F F. I don't know. Let's call him Kaz Buffy. because I want to, because it's my podcast and I can. Anyways, forgive me. I'm just, I can't know. I don't know how to pronounce it properly, but Kaz Beaufy has specifically mentioned, quote, sexual misery as a negative byproduct of Christianity. Oh, no. And one of the main reasons, he says, why Christ and his doctrine should be rejected. So the main reason. Don't become a Christian. Why? Because you won't be able to have sex all the time with everyone. Oh, well, that's a good reason. In a pamphlet he wrote titled, 20 Reasons to Abandon Christianity, imagine the day you have to meet the great I Am. You have to meet God. It's going to happen. I know these people don't believe that. I mean, you can't convince them otherwise. I I used to live there. I know it. I know how hardened of heart and stiff-necked and rebellious and just stubborn and prideful and all that nonsense I used to be. I used to be an idiot, by the way. There you go. And uh, (laughs) some of you are like, you haven't changed either. You're still an idiot. Forgive me. Okay, pray for me. Well, I remember living in that mind frame, right? Right? 20 reasons to abandon Christianity. Christianity is just a religion of don'ts. I want to live in the world of do's, give me all the do's, I want to experience all the dos. don't give me a book that says I can't do this, can't do that. Well this is where this individual is coming from. 20 reasons to abandon Christianity and me, you know imagine meeting God on that day and we're going to have to it's, a, it's an undeniable objective absolute. I know people don't believe that but that don't that don't change the fact. The, the, the fact of reality is we're going to depart from this earth, we're going to die, and we're going to meet God. You may choose to suppress that, to hate that, to slander that, to try to get rid of that. Folks have been trying to do so since way, 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 way back at the origins of our existence. God's not real. The Bible's not real. All of that's not real. So therefore, I can live in sin and not feel guilty. The fact that you even have to try to say that to people means you're living guilty. (laughs) Follow the logical path to its uh, reasonable conclusion, buddy. I know I used to live there. I know what it means. 20 reasons to abandon Christ. Yeah. Meeting God that day saying, hey, I wrote a book about uh, 20 reasons why people shouldn't follow you. Yeah, that's, that's sad. It's sad. It truly is. Because as I used to live there as well, man we masquerade ourselves to think that the way we live is so cool and so much fun and pleasurable and there is pleasure in sin but it's a masquerade it's a facade it's a it's it's a mirage it's 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 a false it's a myth it's a fable you live in sin long enough uh let me tell you something it, it ain't fun it ain't fun it don't do nothing good for you 20 reasons to abandon christianity he writes so bufi listed uh quote christianity produces uh, sexual misery as a reason number 10. Uh, reason number 10, he says, and he states, and this is what he says in his little pamphlet there, this this Beaufy uh, character. He says, in addition to the misery produced by authoritarian Christian intrusions into the sex lives of non-Christians, Christianity produces great misery among its own adherents through its insistence that sex, parentheses, except the very narrow variety it sanctions, is evil against God's law. Oh wow, He continues and says, Christianity proscribes sex between unmarried people, sex outside of uh marriage, homosexual relations, bestiality, and even impure sexual thoughts. Indulging in such things can and will, in the conventional Christian view, lead straight to hell. End quote. This year from this uh character called what was I what was it Buffy? Twenty reasons to abandon Christianity. Wow. He's real smart. He's so smart. We we poor Christians just can't keep up. He must be right. Well, I used to think that way, too. I used to say those things, too. I used to be a fool, right? Okay, so now the article continues from our brother, uh, Eric, over at apologeticspress.org. Plug in, plug in. One thing that Kaz got correct, Eric says, is that engaging in sexual relations outside of a lawful marriage is indeed against God's law. that's right. It is. No way around that. You can check that out over in Matthew chapter 19, the gospel of Matthew 19, verses 1 through 10, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11, and Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21. Verses, by the way, that I'm not allowed to publicly go outside and proclaim here in Canada because it is considered hate speech, would have a very steep fine or even jail me for two years. Oh yeah, I'm not making this up. This is the truth, and some individuals who claim Christianity in this country uh, have done two years or are currently doing two years in prison away from their family because they chose to quote these verses publicly. Welcome to a fallen world. And how it got there, 101. (laughs) Okay, so let's keep reading the article. It says, but who actually are the miserable ones when it comes to sexual relations? Who truly is it? Okay, now now that all this uh, smoke is going on here and it's easy to kind of put the smoke and mirrors involved and make people think all kinds of stuff... What's the truth, though? What's the truth? What's the objective absolute truth? Oh, those things don't exist. What? What are you saying? No, there's no such thing as objective absolutes. Everything's subjective. There is no standard of two plus two makes four. No, 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 no. Oh, now I know how you got there. Remove God. (laughs) Remove God from the equation. There is no God. If there is no God, there is no standard of morality, because there is no truth, there is no objective absolute, everything's subjective, everything's whatever you want it to be. Oh, now we insert the isms. Oh yeah, the isms, you know all about the isms, right? Relativism, pluralism, emotionalism, isms. The isms that say there is no truth, and if there would be, there is none to be known by our minds. So our own feelings make our own truth, so everyone can have his or her own truth. Ah, ha, ha, ha la di da Living in complete confusion, united in our division. Isn't that a complete oxymoron? Welcome to the world we live in, in the Western Hemisphere. Fallen! <laughs> Fallen! Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. There is absolutes. There is objective absolute. There is truth. And we can know it. Yeah. Are there things that are subjective? Well, of course so. You might like your pizza with anchovies. I don't like my pizza with anchovies. We can get along. We don't need to murder each other over this. But when it comes to uh, spiritual things, heaven and hell kind of stuff, yeah, yeah. There is an objective absolute. No, you don't think so? You don't think you're going to die one day? Oh, you're going to die one day. (laughs) Human beings have been dying ever since we chose to go against God. Disobey God, his love, his grace. Not as a stand-up, Ty- uh, uh, not as a uh, some kind of a tyrant in the sky who just zaps us to hell when he disagrees. No no no, 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 no. No, he's a loving, graceful God. We're the hateful ones. We're the ones who choose to go against him. Okay, let's go back to the article, shall we? Isn't this fun? There's a purpose to the madness, though, isn't there? Of course. Of course there is. So it is true, indeed, what this Beaufy character wrote regarding eternal punishment for those who go against God's law, because God's law is just, and he is loving, and he is kind and merciful towards us. And the reason he says it's a sin that can lead you to eternal damnation is because of the seriousness of the things we practice that are lawless. And what happens truly? It destroys us. So a loving God would not seek to see his created beings being destroyed by sin. So he's going to put a law there that says, don't sin. Because if you sin, it'll destroy you. And what it, what destroys you, it hurts me. I don't want to see my children doing things that are going to destroy them. I love them. My wife and I love our children. Why would we want to encourage them to do things that are going to hurt them? We're not going to do that. We're going to tell them there are rules in the house. Don't play with fire or get burnt. Why? Because we don't want to see them get hurt. Okay, so if God says don't have promiscuous sex, don't fornicate, don't practice adultery, don't practice homosexuality or anything and everything else, bestiality or all the LGBTQ stuff, because it's hurting us, it's destroying us. Well, not according to the perspective of this individual, Bufi, or the world. But you see, they're not being honest. I've been in the world, I've done those things. Look in the mirror. After a while, what do you have? Destruction, divorce, pain, misery, murder, (laughs) Okay, so the article continues and says, "But who actually are the miserable ones when it comes to sexual relations? Yeah, who is it truly? Us Christians who do what the Bible says, or Mr. Beaufey and uh, those who follow Mr. Beaufey? Are those who submit to God's laws on the matter suffering for, uh, suffering great sexual misery? You know, or are the ones who live sexually promiscuous lives the, the actual ones who experience misery? Who? What's the deal?" I remember when we were young and living these crazy sinful lives. We were like, what do you want to be when you grow up? A porn star. Really? Yeah, yeah, let's be porn stars. Why not? <laughs> we get to, you know, have sex all the time, all day, and get recorded, and get paid for it, and do drugs, and just, you know, <laughs> it's the perfect life to live. Let's be porn stars. Yeah, no. That that, 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 that seems so, um, how should I say, charming, you know. There's a, I mean, <laughs> maybe it's just from us northerners here, us heathens on the east. But uh, yeah, that, that, that don't, that may portray itself like fun, you know, get to have sex with beautiful women all day, get to do drugs and drink and go to all these lavish parties and get paid a whole bunch of money. And now in today's world, pornography and sexuality, uh, sexual immorality is no longer seen taboo because we we're we're fallen nations. There was a time this was taboo, publicly speaking, in in America and in Canada. It was not like it was, shh, don't say that, shh, be quiet with that. Because it was not permissible publicly. It was depraved. And people knew that. Why? (laughs) Because they followed Jesus. (laughs) That's why. And we don't do that anymore. It's a fallen nation. So now, sex, 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 all the time, everywhere, blah, 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 blah. And we're... uh we're about to find out where that leads. <laughs> it's right around the corner, friends. Uh, put your seatbelt on. We're about to figure out what happens because the fruits of this uh, fallen nation are being produced and uh, we're going to find out where, where where that lands us. But anyways, to the article again. Which side, which what what truly is the side? The world side or the Christian practice that that is truly a sexual miserable place to live? Are Christians or is Christianity truly the sexually miserable people or is it the world or is it the world eh, important questions we ask ourselves huh okay so we keep reading the article it says truly it is the sexually immoral who often suffer from various disorders oh oh okay how so what's going on truly it is the sexually immoral who who often suffer from various disorders caused by their licentious behavior well, that's a word we don't use anymore. Licentious, licentiousness, lascivious, licentious. And i going to bring out those King James words. Well, they're, they're, they're there for a reason. They're important words. They're descriptive of um, uh, lawlessness in all its categories. So, anyways, truly, it is the sexually immoral who often suffer from various disorders caused by their licentious behavior. According to the American Center for Disease Control, the CDC, more than 65 million people, or 22% of the U.S. population, <laughs> live with one or more inc- incurable sexually transmitted diseases. Oh, that's fun. Yay! Yay! Hey, that must be fun. Those who refuse to abide by God's laws pertaining to sexual relations risk becoming one of these infected ones, who frequently suffer with lesions, warts, and genital inflammation, and may also experience pain while uh, urinating or during sexual intercourse. And oh, by the way, some die. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. Women with various STDs sometimes suffer with pelvic inflammation, cancer, infertility, and can even have problems with pregnancy and childbirth. This is reality. Them be the facts. These be the documented facts you present in an honorable court to prove the case. It's easy to say Christians live a miserable life when it comes to sex. It's easy to say that. And many who are unlearned, who are naive, who are vulnerable, who or who are corrupt and just want to continue with the agenda, they're going to believe that, they're going to run with that. I mean, look at look at all the things in our public life who currently promote this kind of nonsense. Our government, our entertainment industries, social media, our cable industries, news outlets, uh academic uh institutions and even most religions now. I mean, that Does that make it true? No, the facts make it. The facts have something to say about this. The facts have something to say about this. Bufi contends that, quote, Christianity produces sexual misery. Really? Yet those who live according to God's standards of morality are not the ones experiencing the debilitating effects of an ungodly, permissive sexual lifestyle. And here, Brother Eric is speaking of disease, Well, look at all the other factors that come into play with fornication, adultery, homosexuality, bestiality, pedophilia, all these sexual deviancies. And they are different in consequence. But they are all lawless and lead to separation, divorce, children out of wedlock, abortion, a lot of pain and misery in the community, at the workforce, with family, with neighbors. I mean, this sin causes, it, it, it's a cancer. It'll infect the whole church too. If you allow this kind of stuff in the church, and it and it goes without church discipline, to which we are commanded to practice when these things come into the church, man, you're going to infect the whole church. That church won't belong to Jesus. You give it enough time, and it don't take a whole bunch of time neither. Yeah, no. Which side truly produces sexual misery? The world's ways, fornication, adultery, homosexuality, all that kind of stuff. That, that's what produces sexual misery. The article continues, Granted, the Christian life is not a walk in a park. Jesus' way is difficult indeed, Matthew 7:14. It is a sacrificial life. You have to sacrifice the pleasure of sin. You can't participate with the pleasure of sin anymore. Yeah, it's a sacrifice. You have to change your thoughts, the way you think, the way you walk, the things you do in life, your behavior, your speech. Everything needs to change. But man, let me tell you something. I've gone from sexual misery to uh, sexual satisfaction, permissible uh, boundaries and fulfillment. You would think that living in the world and having sex with every other uh, individual and women every other day or every other week would be the fun times, would be the good times, would be the, ah, this is the this is the life. No, it really isn't. It, it really isn't. And anyone who is being true with themselves in the mirror, you may want to lie publicly for a certain image you're trying to keep. But let me tell you something. You look in the mirror and all you have is your own thoughts. You know it's not. What do you have? You don't have, that's not love. It's not love traded that up for a married life male female husband wife children I wouldn't go back you can't pay me you can't pay me matter of fact you'd have to kill me I'm not going back I'm not going back and people who are real with each other keeping it real they know this that's why we follow Christ Christ has taught us a better way in life it's made us wise you read the Bible you start to grow a brain Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, so the disciples of Christ, uh, the disciple of Christ, the article continues, is instructed to, quote, deny himself sinful pleasures, as I was saying, Matthew 16, 24, and also intimate, uh, uh, sorry, or also and imitate Jesus. So not only do we deny ourselves, not only is it difficult to practice Christianity, to be a true faithful child that follows Christ, our Lord and Master, it's difficult. It's a challenge. It takes much sacrifice. We must deny ourselves and the things we want to or we previously participated in, indulging in sinful pleasures. And they are pleasurable. Oh yeah, sin is fun. But only at the beginning. Only at the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. We also have to imitate Jesus, who is the sinless one. He lived this life with the ability to choose to sin or not sin, and he chose not to sin, and he gave us this perfect example. And he also showed us he could relate to us. Yeah, don't uh, don't let false teachers teach you all kinds of nonsense when it comes to these things. No, no, no. Be you and I we're, we're, we're together on this. We're just blue collar folk, you know, everyday Joes, and uh, we just want to learn stuff regarding Christianity. Don't go following these highfalutin, prideful, uh, self titled scholars. They don't know much. They, they they don't know what they claim to know. Listen, Jesus was a man just like you and I, and he walked on this earth just like you and I, and he saw pretty girls just like you and I. He did but he had the self-control. He did. He experienced humanity. Now, he didn't come on earth to experience humanity. It wasn't some kind of a project. You know, I need to show this to uh, my, uh, you know, teacher there at school tomorrow. No, listen, it's a byproduct of his purpose. His purpose was to save mankind from their sins. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. But in that, he experienced humanity. He saw beautiful women, but he had the self-control to say, you know, I'm not going to participate in sexual deviancies. And he set forth this pattern, this example that we can follow. A man did it. It can be done. It can. We just choose not to do it. <laughs> Sadly. But it is indeed a life of sacrifice. We make a commitment. Oh, and the world hates commitment. commitments. No, I don't want to get married. No, that's a commitment. I don't want to have that. No, I don't want any commitments. Well... You'd be be amazed, you'd be surprised that making commitments at times is a much better decision than not making one. So anyway, so not only is it difficult, not only must we deny ourselves, we must indeed imitate Jesus, who is the sinless one. And you can read about that in 1 Peter 2, 21-22, 1 Corinthians 11-1, and uh, many other verses. So the article continues and says, sexual temptation certainly can be hard to resist, especially as an adolescent. Oh, To be young, dumb, and full of um, passion. I don't know what the right word would be to use here. The appropriate, decent word. Full of that thing that's in us naturally to want to go and have sex. We have to learn how to control that. And in a time, once again, here, once again I say because history repeats itself. We're once again being Corinthianized. What does that mean sexualized by everything we see in public life Um, it's difficult it's difficult to be a teenager to be a young adult in this life because sex is everywhere and it's made available and it's being pressured on us to think it's normal to, to 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 participate in sexual deviancies we're being told that this is adventurous yeah it's fun it's exciting oh sexy it's all a lie it's a lie yeah, I've lived long enough now. 46 years on this earth, I've lived in that category in my past life. And now, well, as you can see, I've got scars everywhere to prove it. Uh, no, no, they're lying to us, buddy. They're lying to us. It's all a lie. And they know how to lure us in. You know, it's with that, that natural thing that's in us to find the other, the opposite sex very attractive, to have sexual relations. But if that's self-controlled and it's utilized within the boundaries that have been allowed us for the greater good of our well-being and the pleasure of the one who created us, uh, we can find great sexual uh, fulfillment and uh, adventurous uh, enterprise (laughs) enterprise endeavors uh, with our wives, with our husbands. And that's a beautiful thing. Communication key, of course. You need to talk things out and work things out and then you experience things and So on and so forth. But anyway, so the article continues. But the so called misery that Christians go through when resisting the lust of the flesh in no way compares to the misery of the sexually immoral. That's true. It may be difficult for us as Christians to say no and be self controlled, to not go watch pornography, to not participate, not lust after women who are nowadays basically naked in public square. (laughs) Uh, But um, it can be done. It really is. You have to train your mind. And the scriptures, the Bible trains your mind not saying it's easy but it can be done i know that and uh the article continues abiding by any number of laws can be difficult one person may constantly get frustrated by having to abide by speed limits while another may get irritated with various tax laws right people who want to lose weight must set dietary rules for themselves which is cra- let me let me put this one in here and this deep, this fallen nation now this crazy world we live in who has since let go Christianity as our primary practice and principle, uh, we now cultivate, facilitate, endorse, encourage obesity. Yeah, we want to make obesity now to be strong and free and heroic and beautiful. And yeah, don't be a bigot. Don't you dare tell me I'm unhealthy as an obese individual. Yeah, we live in that crazy, wacko world. I mean, we live in a world now that, that people think men can get pregnant. So you know, why not think that obesity, a uh, number one leading death in in individuals, you know, with the heart and everything? Yeah, let's 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 just pamper them and make them out to be the victims. And oh, oh poor you, yeah, keep eating like a like you've been eating, and um, that's fine. Yeah, that's so beautiful. That's so sexy. Yeah, yeah, we do that. That's what we're doing now. Isn't that crazy? We live in this kind of a world now. Who would have thunk it? Well, we're just a generation away, and here we are. We've lost God. The generation who lost God, more so, rejected God. Okay, so, uh, yeah, there are temptations with that as well, right? People who want to lose weight must set dietary rules for themselves. They have to. I have to. You might say, well, you're not fat. Well, I got a lot of fat on me. And I'm not healthy. I'm trying to fix that. So I got to watch my diet. So I can't stuff my face with carbs all day and sugars and stuff I really, really, really like. So it's hard. It's difficult. I like pastas. I like bread. I like eating a lot of food. Can't do that anymore. So yeah, there's there's things you must sacrifice. You must deny yourself and follow the way of the Christ. Uh, That is uh, uh, difficult. Difficult. But it's not as difficult as living in the world and being the brunt recipient of the consequences sin brings. Trust me, I've been there. I know. And many like me know who are honest with each other, mind you. Following these rules can be very trying, the article says, parentheses, as most all who have tried to lose weight can attest, obviously. Involving self-denial, self-control, and self-discipline is a difficult thing. It really is. However, eventually, restricted eating habits will lead to one becoming much healthier. Similarly, In a similar way, the difficulties in restraining oneself sexually in order to comply with God's laws regarding marriage can eventually lead to a great sexual relationship with one's lawful spouse, not to mention a strong relationship with God. And man, oh man, if there's something I am so... uh, I wish I would have been smart. How beautiful it would have been for my wife and I to be married young, young younger i mean i'm talking about 18 19 17 18 19 20 and to have only known each other sexually and to have experienced with each other and had worked through those awkward moments and worked through those humorous moments and those pleasurable moments and and just man i'd weep how sad it is that i was rebellious and just a just an idiot i just the world that born and raised in a location where the world is the, the world does what it does and you just follow suit with it you don't know any better you just want to do what the world does and be accepted and explore this uh, sexual uh uh this uh, sinful sexual pleasure stuff and but man if i if i could turn the tables and go back i try to scream it to my to to the youth today i'm like listen it's not what you think it is you need find yourself a, a god-fearing god-loving person who has parents who have trained them the same way that there is a family culture that there is love there and, and you marry that person at a young age and you be you 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 follow the scriptures man you'll have a very fulfilled sexual life uh, you'll find great pleasure in, in a great many ways uh i can't stress that enough but again it's it's just we live in a time out of season where that's crazy talk. I'm a fool. I'm just an old traditionalist and not worth listening to. But it is what it is. So uh, the article continues. Let me see here. What's more, a child of God has the promise that, quote, God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And sadly, many think that 1 Corinthians 10, 13 is saying that, oh, God won't give you anything you can't handle. No, that's not what the verse is saying. Stop saying that. That's a a misguided interpretation. And it's not in line with the context either, by the way. No, that verse, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 is not saying that God won't give you something you can't handle. I assure you, you'll be receiving stuff in your life you can't handle. What God will do with that is teach you how to handle it. How to Handle it. Yeah, no, you don't want to tell a newborn Christian who's been in the church now for a week that God's not going to give him or her something they can't handle. And then the following day, well, they lose a loved one or they deal with severe persecution and they tell themselves, God's given me more than I can handle. Therefore, the word of God is not true. The preacher lied to me. I'm leaving church. This has been a farce, a fable, a lie. How dare you deceive me? I'm walking away from the church and Christianity, you liars. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, that's that's a true account. That's a true case. Things like that happen. Why? Because we don't interpret the scriptures properly and we tell them stuff that the Bible doesn't tell doesn't say. Yeah, God tells you he'll never give you something you can't handle. Right. Sure. No. Listen. We are all subject to this fallen world. The worst of worst of the worst things you can possibly imagine may happen to you. The difference is if you're in Christ, the scriptures will teach you how to work through it, how to work through it and still be faithful to God. Bit of an excursion there, needed to be said, First Corinthians 10, 13, though in principle, of course, speaking with the article and the writer's intent here uh, over at apologeticspress.org, I can see what he's doing. Obviously, it's a good thing. It's to tell us that the scriptures are saying, there's always a way to say no to sin. There really is. They're really, And if you want to really go to the most extreme case, it might, it might be death. It really could. There's still a decision. And you can always choose what's right. God will always produce a decision in any situation to do what's right. Problem is we choose to do what's wrong, don't we? So he finishes the article by saying, Without question, God's way concerning sexual relations is the best way and the right way. The fact that unbelievers list, quote, sexual misery as one of the top 20 reasons to reject Christianity simply reveals how weak their case really is against Christianity, as well as how easily they overlook problems that arise. An example, you know, STDs and so on and so forth. They do this from living lives contrary to God's will. They just don't... No, no, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that concludes the article in... in we'll conclude our podcast session. I certainly do appreciate your kind attendance to this information. Hopefully you find something of a spiritual benefit to your life. Uh, perhaps you're encouraged to know the, this truth that you're you're a Christian and you've chosen the right path, you know, that kind of stuff. Or maybe you're an unbeliever and maybe you're thinking, yeah, you know, that seems like a better path in life. And I'm telling you, it is. I've tried the other way. Sexual promiscuity and uh, d- perversion and all that kind of stuff is is an eroding uh, rust in your heart. It really is. It, it, it never gives you fulfillment. Um, it's never going to bring to you um, content, a content life, uh, a life of hope and peace. God's model has always been the best model. Husband, wife, male, female, husband, wife, right? Married together, perhaps with the blessing of children. Some are not blessed with the ability to have children either or. It is a much better union, sexually speaking, between in a marriage union than out there with fornicators, adulterers, homosexuals, bestiality, pedophilia, and all that, 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 that nonsense that's, uh, you know, contributed a great deal to this fallen nation that we currently live in. All right, Stefan is my name, addedsouls.com, the website. Please, by all means, consider joining our community, addedsouls.locals.com. Over there, you can support monthly. No amount is too low or too high. You will receive exclusive content, and uh, I do appreciate all of that. It helps us continue to, 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 to make material uh, for everyone out there, and uh, it's a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing. What else now? Yeah, please consider subscribing, uh, uh, giving us a like, a a thumbs up or a rumble, comment, share, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, That's important. Helps this stuff move forward. And uh, let me see now. Yeah, Lord willing, tomorrow. uh, Our themed session for Fridays is uh, sociopolitical stuff. So if you want to join us there, by all means do so. Uh, Stay focused. Stay positive. You are appreciated. You are loved. You have purpose in this life. Contact me if you want to have personal studies, too. Hey, man, I'll sit down with you. We'll have studies. It's cool. Good stuff. Peace out.